welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like capital ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It would mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy. If you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy, you can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions. And that means the world to me. And I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Segment for, for everybody. The room title today is um, wealthy versus rich versus middle class versus poor. 
boy, did I have a hard time coming up with something about mindset with that. But I did end up coming up with something. So if you would, in the bottom left-hand corner, you'll see two arrows going, uh, they're going counterclockwise, clockwise, I don't know, the little recycling button there. Just hit that and share the room out into the into the, into the the clubhouse universe so that people will come in and know that you are, are appreciative of what we do here and want them to get the same benefits from it. So without further ado, I guess I will get started with my segment. Um, and my name is Sean Shapiro. I am a chiropractor from Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And today I just wanted to talk about the labels that are above us right now in that room title and what it means and what it, what it can mean to you to sort of transform your life from one of those labels to another and to not hold on so tightly, but hold on loosely, hence the song, to the, uh, to, to, to the label that you've got right now so that you can let it go if you need to. So we have a tendency as humans to need to have to control over everything, or at least we believe we have control of everything but often it's uh, this illusion that we create and it's and it's very often our downfall we grip things so tightly that they can't help but squirm away from our grip and as a rule if you're not one of these people if you're one of these people who grips too tightly you end up chasing that which runs away from you and i've spoken a lot about chasing in this room how it how it is my tendency to run after things that elude me whether it be money material or even people okay material things or even people and I am I consider myself at my worst when I do chase so recently I came to a conclusion that helped me understand my definition of chasing and it's simply this those those who chase must believe that the earth is flat right you heard that right so <laughs> this is not a flat earther talk I promise are you familiar with the, the term flat earther though it started in about 1956 it had 1,500 members there. The society, the Flat Earther Society, now has 500 members. And we're not here to debate whether the Earth is flat or round or any of these things. But people who chase have to believe that the Earth is flat. And why? Because the only reason you would chase something is because if it, if it, was, going, if it was going to fall off the side of the Earth, then you'd never have a chance at it again. But if you believe in the round Earth, okay, if you believe in the round Earth, then round earthers believe that whatever something runs away from you, it's going to end up right back with you, okay? And it, and now the new flat earthers will actually tell you that there's a there's a matrix that sort of brings things back on the other side. So we're not going to get into that. But anything, anyway, anything you feel you need to chase, okay, will by sheer planetary geography run right back into you. So don't chase anything, right? Find your spot and attract it back allow it to back, come back in. There's a quote by Rumi. It says, what, are, what you are seeking is seeking you. And I can tell you with some certainty because I looked them all up. There are literally a billion opinions about what this means. But to me, it means that when we are in alignment with what, you, what we want, what we want will find us. It's easier for some of us to take action and run after things. It's easier to be in such a need of what it is we desire, we forget how powerful it is to sit in one place, call it to our throne, and let it and let the, the good stuff we seek seek us out. Have you ever wanted something so badly that you did everything you absolutely could to get it? You did your best, you put lots of energy towards it, but it eluded you. 
and all you had was your at the end of the day was your empty hands, a lot of effort, an upset stomach, and the belief that the universe was something that withheld the good things from you. This point of view was then confirmed by all the other people who the universe denied the exact same thing because you went and talked about it and you got reinforced how hard it is to get what you want out of this life. And now you have a bunch of friends who believe the same thing you do. I would encourage you to stop that. I would encourage you to take a look at the universe and say, no, I am not a flat earther and that no matter what, what I desire also desires me. You live on a round earth, and whatever ran will run back this way very soon, sooner than you think. These are mentalities we get stuck in. These are things that we create in our head when we start to think about things like money and wealth. It's my opinion, the word poor in our society and the people who are poor in our society are people who got stuck in this in a similar belief and the underlying things that they needed to chase they're still chasing poverty itself is a spiritual concept and it's a permanent fixed mindset what i try to think of when i'm down in cash flow or whatever wherever we are even in steven's story yesterday where he talked about where he was at one of his lowest points he was still renting his apartment he was still doing things is we were broke right we, we become broke we don't become poor we become broke and it's always a temporary situation when we get stuck in poverty it is hard battle to get it's hard to battle it's a hard battle to get out of right because we there were plenty of confirmations about the universe being stingy, having limited resources, and that those resources were allocated for someone else. So poverty itself is not something that we are born to be. It's something we bo we're born into. And if we're born into it, we can actually be born out of it. And we'll get more into that later. And then the second one, the middle class. And it, that's a sort of funny game that we play. Many people believe that development of the middle class was the one thing that set the United States apart and allowed us to become the preeminent power in the world. It may have. It may have. Okay? The middle class is usually made up of professionals and merchants. But in and of itself, it's also a trap. It's like a proverbial hamster wheel where you constantly have to stay busy or you will fall out of the middle very quickly. This class usually works hard, but never becomes among the truly wealthy because of the dependence on constant production by the individual practitioner or business owner. Unless they learn to scale, true wealth tends to elude them. So tr true wealth being the ability to take a day off and not go out of business, right? To take a day off and have your business running without you. To have all the, all the money that you need but still not have to, and still not have to actually do the physical work that needs to be done. So middle class, great. And it, right now it's considered between 57,000 and $343,000 of income in the United States. And that's wonderful. But the simple fact of the matter is, is that it, it can be a trap for people. And it can be, like I said, that proverbial hamster wheel. So then we get to the rich people and who are they? They are people, and this is a hard definition to look up because there are a lot of different ways to look at this. But if you go by some of the, by some of the, the higher end blogs and stuff like that, 
they have rich people have lots of money and economic resources, but if you look at the modern descriptions of what rich person looks like, it's a person who doesn't have the ability to make more of that. It just they just sort of live off what they have now. Now they may have earned it and then forgotten how to make it or decided they didn't want to make it anymore, or they may have inherited it. They have resources, but but they may not be resourceful. And there's nothing wrong with being rich or inheriting riches. It's just another state of being. There's nothing wrong with any of these categories. They're all states of being, and they can be transcended and transformed. It would be like saying, if I, if I looked at a rock and said, it's no good because it's just a rock, okay? But that rock can be used as a weapon, hopefully not. You can use it to break somebody's window. You could also make a sculpture out of it, right? And the sculpture was always in the rock. The potential was always in the rock. It's just waiting for someone to come along and pull it out. And that's where the wealthy come in, right? Wealth, wealth has become something different. Wealthy has become something different than rich. Wealth is considered sustainable. Wealthy people have re replenishable resources available to them. And they now, and they know how, excuse me, know how to create, <laughs> create more I am the worst type typer ever. Uh, they know how to create more of whatever it is they want in this world. A wealthy person can can from nothing create a relationship that not only enrich, enriches their lives but fills their bank accounts. A wealthy person is resourceful and always looking for a way to level up and improve while not having to do all the work themselves. When I saw the rune title this week, I was absolutely confounded on how I would turn it into some kind of mindset talk, because that's what I like to talk about, because I am not a wealth, uh, I, I am not a financial, I'm not somebody you go to to talk about finances, let's just put it that way, right? Um, but here's the wrapping and bow for you, okay? If you are stuck at a level you don't like, you have the opportunity to change that right now. If you consider yourself poor, I'm waving my hand over the iPhone like a magician and transforming you from poor, which is a spiritual state of being, to broke, which is a temporary situation, and now you are on your way to becoming wealthy. If you are stuck in the middle class hamster wheel, it's time to find ways to scale yourself so you become more like a CEO and less like a worker bee. Michael uh, Gerber says you can't work on your business when you're working in it. So find a way to scale. You can do what I've done. I tried to teach people for years how to do things the way that I do them, how to talk and how to, how to you know, educate people on what I do. But it was very, very personality dependent. So what I did is I went out and I found a consulting company that does it for me, that makes it easy so that the person who may not have my personality can do the things that they need to do in order to help the people that we need to help. So, so find a way, okay, to, to, to scale yourself if you're on that hamster wheel. Because I can tell you with some certainty, it's a lot better. <laughs> it's a lot better when you're watching somebody else run on the hamster wheel than when you are, when you are actually running on it yourself nonstop. Okay. And if you are rich and you are not feeling great about your position because you're not, you don't feel like you're contributing you know, hire a coach, start a nonprofit, start a business and move into the wealthy category, right?
right? Move into the into category where you end up making more than you spend, and and you you will find new meaning in your life. So, I guess the beginning of the talk started with not chasing, right? And chasing is sort of is is where is is the thing that I feel like a lot of us get stuck in when we don't know what else to do. We just start running after the way. It's like the the hem and haw in uh, Who Moved My Cheese, right? They just start running up and down the maze looking for new cheese, okay? Never really coming up with a plan, never really coming up with the, the mindset that they need to fix their situation. And I would say to hem and haw that it's time to stop running. It's time to stop chasing and it's time to start attracting sitting on their thrones i don't know if him and hall actually had a throne and if hey listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning you can transform your life Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is a book by Spencer Johnson called Who Moved My Cheese? It's about 50 pages. Please read it. And that's what I have this week, folks. So I'd like to know, you know. Dr. Sean. Yeah, go ahead. Can you talk about that company you hired? Just re Can you recap that for me? The company you hired and what they're doing for you? So I hired a consultancy that not only works with me to become more of a CEO, right? Which I know is a, is, is, is a, is a passion of yours, right? But, um, but also trains my people to do the things that I need them to do and has videos and has everything. It, it comes with everything I absolutely need to run my business in a way that I didn't before because I sort of recreated the wheel like, like a dope when I first started. I knew better than everybody else, right? And now we do everything's everything sort of to a to a certain specification. We have manuals. We have this. We have we have everything spe spelled out so that when somebody comes into our culture, they understand that they are responsible for X, Y, and Z in their position, and they're also accountable for you know A, B, and C as well as as well as we as we sort of you know continue to expand our team. We've we and through this. We've gone from, good morning, Lilia. Uh, the, through, through this process, we've gone from a staff at the end of the really deepest, darkest COVID in 2020, 20, you know, early 2021. We had one, I had one person left that I, you know, I started over with. And then we have a staff of six people um, that all know what they're supposed to be doing, when they're supposed to be doing it. There's no question. Nobody, nobody sits around idly just chit-chatting unless everything is done. And I do encourage, you know, the chit chat for because they're still all getting to know each other and stuff like that. But when we have a new doctor come in, that doctor is handled by a cohort of of, of a mastermind group that, of similar people that are that are in the same position they are. And then they have a coach as well. So they, they all this stuff is set up for every, all this stuff is set up for everybody when they get to to my business. So Thank you I, so much. Very helpful. Thank you. Yeah. Anybody else have anything have anything they wanted to add to the conversation? You know, I do. You yeah, know, I, I know. Go ahead. <laughs> Dude, when we talk about business, that's what I do. You know, I mean, I personally started, I don't know, 20 plus businesses and I've ran over 100. 
turned them around and all kinds of stuff. That's what I do. That's like what I breathe and eat and think and drink. But it's not what most people think. Most people think of a business person that, you know, you're out there in a suit and tie and you're doing all this like financial stuff. No, I, I outsource like you do. I outsource all the finances. I outsource all the, I mean, I, I read the P&L and the budgets and stuff like that. And I'll look over the budgets and tweak them and stuff. But when it comes to uh, running a company, it's what you, what you just said, right? It's, it's disseminating, it's delegating the task, not the responsibility. It's empowering the people around you to take imperfect action as they move forward, create, co-creating with the company as they go, you know, waiting for a plan to be realized. You're going to wait a long time, you know? So it's, it's, it's literally about an idea, a vision, painting that picture and moving forward, not worrying about the how, but worrying about the certainty you have in that vision. And when you do that, you receive, like you said, when you grab and hold on to what you resist will persist, right? So everyone knows that saying, I think. Um, and so when you let go and you receive what's coming at you anyway, right? And what's right in front of you, I promise you right now, there's success standing right in front of every single person in this room. Every single person in this room just needs to let go of what they think that they actually need and receive what they're actually supposed to get. And with that, you build upon and you make a better life, you make a better business, you make better relationships, whatever it is. And it's, it's just a mantra that I live by, which is in the book, as you know. But uh, yeah, thanks for the opportunity, Sean. You're welcome. So I think I think what, what I got most out of what you just said there was, well, I got a lot out of it, but the, the thing that stuck out the most this time was that everybody is staring something right in the face that they're supposed to receive, right? Like, they, they, but we could become so tunnel, tunnel vision that we often miss the one th the one opportunity that's actually there as opposed to the opportunity that eludes us and that we are sort of squeezing too much. Is that what you're saying? You nailed it. Perfect explanation. So again, don't chase and don't hold and, and hold on loosely, right? So we have a few minutes left. I'd love to get some more shares. Uh, Marilyn, I see you on mic and go ahead. Well, good morning again. Um, I love the flat earth, round earth. I just had a bit of a meltdown yesterday, actually, over this same thing. Um, I work with side by side with a girl and we both in recruiting, both going after the same candidates. You know, we kind of work the same area and I see her doing things and it causes me anxiety. She's been doing it seven years. I've been doing it six months. And I'm like, no, 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 I got to do it like this. I got to do it like her. Wait, where is she finding that? And I'm paying attention and chasing what she's doing. And I had a little bit of a meltdown yesterday and I blocked her name. So I couldn't see what she was doing. And I just took a deep breath and I let it come to me. And your analogy this morning, you was so perfect. It just really reassured. I just can't be chasing what she's doing, do my own thing take a step back, breathe. And then guess what? I got like three people on the books, which was a good afternoon for me. So I just really loved it. Resonated with me. Thank you. Go 38 special. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so what I, what I got from what Marilyn said, and what I think was, is, is a great takeaway is off. Like, not only do we have tunnel vision, uh, like, like Steven said about missing the thing that we're supposed to get, but, Oftentimes, if we can take our attention away from the thing that we're chasing, that that thing will just show up, right? Like, so what she did was she just sort of took her stress and blocked it. I don't know how she blocked it, and we don't need to get into the mechanics of that. But basically, you know, if you're stuck, find something that distracts you and keeps you uh, 
focused on something that may be productive or not even productive, but allows your subconscious mind and the universe to work in the background. Because ultimately, what my talk was about was the thing that Einstein said, right? It was about um, you, you have a choice every day when you wake up. You either live in a friendly universe or, or, or a, a not-so-friendly universe, right? And that choice is up to you. And when you distract yourself from the things that elude you, you try to put yourself into a friendly universe mode where the universe, where you give the universe space, right, Stephen? Like you create space for the universe itself, for the for the world to create the thing that you ask for instead of demanding it like it's a, a vending machine where you throw in a couple bucks and get a Zagnut or whatever the <laughs> kind of candy bars they have. I don't know why I said Zagnut. But that, that's, that's what I think Mary Lynn did there was she distracted herself from what it was she wanted and she and what she wanted appeared sort of randomly after that. So I love that, Mary Lynn. A couple more minutes left before we hand it over to Tamara. Anybody have anything else yeah, to add? I'll jump in here. So Go good, right ahead. good morning, Dr. Sean. And I did, I had a, uh, I think it was like a 95 IROC Z. Remember those things? I did. <laughs> it was no joke, man. You had the T-tops. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Your song reminded Joe me of that. Dirt, Joe Dirt, right? Joe Dirt all the time. Well, yeah, actually, I think it was like that. Um, listen, I, I, I mean, I started in call centers 37 years ago. I spent pr probably the first, I don't know, six years of my life uh, in literally in call centers working for Kirby, and then I ended up going to a credit card process, you know, credit card company. It would call, call owners and get them to take apps on the phone. So I learned that that chase at a young age, and and it's how I built a couple businesses, you know. But as I got, uh, you know, older and and started to, you know, get, feel the burnout from the chasing. It made me have to start changing, you know, my, myself. And, and, you know, you talk about the universe and talk about, you know, come for me, it was really changing my, my, um, oh gosh, how do I say it? Like, and I'm not, like, I'm not chasing people because it's for me, I'm, I want to help people. So I'm coming from a place of service, coming from a place of helping them. So I'm still kind of bad. I'm in the middle here, to be honest with you, because I still I'm still a phone guy. I still go after people. I'm still five to 12 contacts, but it's coming from a different place because I know what I can do can help them. And so, you know, again, I, I'm a struggle. Like, I, I, I feel like I can't just sit back and wait for things to come to me. But at the same time, you know, I, I, there needs to be the balance. I guess that's that's where I'm at right now, Sean, with uh, with this talk. So I appreciate it. It's got me thinking, but you know what? I've, I, I do, one thing I have learned as I've gotten older is uh, when you chase people, uh, people typically run, <laughs> right? They don't run at you. They run away from you. So anyway, I'll, I'll leave it at that and I'll keep thinking about this, but appreciate the conversation. So I think what you said there is another way to distract yourself, right? So being of service is a lot. I'm oh, sorry if I'm not. I moved away from the mic. Being of service is a way to distract yourself from the things that you want. So if you're coming from a place of service, you aren't necessarily chasing as much as you are providing. Now, you can still chase and, and try to be of service. You can still overgive. And I take a, and I think of it when I have when I have that problem with whatever 
um, you know, if I'm working with a nonprofit or if I'm working with, you know, a local businessman who's having a problem or something like that, I always te tend to overgive, right? And then what I have to do is I have to remember that there's a tide to everything, right? So I go, to, so if you, think, if you go to the beach, the tide comes in and then the water goes out. If it continually just pounds the shore, you know, from what we see here in New England, David, is like that, that, that shoreline gets eroded really, really quick and houses fall into the ocean. You know what I'm saying? But so if you create a balance between giving and receiving, okay, then, then, and, and balance is the key there, then you are distracting yourself from what it is you want because you're acting from service. So I, I don't know if that helps, but that would be what I would add to that situation. All right, we have time for one more share. Does anybody have anything else that they'd like to add? Hey, Dr. Hey, Sean, this like... is Pam. Go ahead, Pam. How are you? Hi, good morning. It's good to be here. Um, I wanted to say sometimes we can get so stuck in our mindset that we don't, <clears throat> we, <clears throat> it's like a, it's like a habit. It's like, we've just, it's all we know. And so sometimes when we have someone that comes along and, sh and mentions or shows to us, um, that we can have a different mindset, that we can think differently and having someone to be able just to like a coach or therapist or someone where we can, ex you know, express what's going on inside of us, what's going on in our head, they're able to shine some light and give us a different perspective. Because really what we're talking about here is a perspective. And if we grow up in a certain way or we end up in relationships that are a certain way, we can often have a mindset that is limited. And when we have someone who can come along and help us change that perspective, it changes everything. So I really appreciate you having this topic and um, I'm very grateful that you're here. Thank you, I'm Pam and I'm complete. Thanks for that, Pam. I'm grateful you're here too. Yeah, I think perspective is everything, right? Is uh, Andy and Andrews wrote a whole uh, book of a series of books, David. Um, you you know who Andy Andrews is. I'm probably t talking to people who don't remember him, but they called the noticer. And the noticer, all he did was give people perspective and an objective perspective on the things that happened to them, and gave them the same the same kind of space that you know the humble alpha book talks uh, talks about to 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 explore that that perspective in a safe place right so i'm grateful for your share pam thank you for being here this morning thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday 6 to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service make sure you're keeping up with breakfast with champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.